0: Welcome to part two of my breaking news audio on the WrestleSeptopia Network surrounding WWE and AEW's plans in wake of the coronavirus taking its effect on the United States and the world. I am your host and humble guide Keila Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week seven of the WrestleSeptopia Network is underway. I would normally use this space to talk about NXT, but unfortunately, real life stuff gets involved. And it's important that I address these issues to the very best of my ability by providing the best possible information I can for you, the listeners, so you can be informed and educated along the way. And trust me, I would love to have fun on this podcast. And I think I will do a little bit of a hodgepodge recommendation watch list for AEW and NXT to provide some much needed levity to our new normal for the time being, and that's very important to me, and I'm gonna try to be as spoiler-free as possible. If you've already watched the shows, that's fantastic. For those of you who have not, and you want like a little teaser, a little morsel of what to expect, then I would try to give as less information away as possible as a little pulpy gift from me to you. But in the meantime, it's time to get serious to address some of the issues regarding WWE and AEW scheduling shows and moving shows in the next couple of weeks. First off, we do have official word from WWE as of Thursday afternoon that the Friday Night SmackDown taping that was scheduled for the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan has in fact been moved to the WWE Performance Center tomorrow night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Fox, and the statement reads as follows, courtesy of WWE social media and their website. Quote, Friday night SmackDown on March 13th, were air live as regularly scheduled and emanate from WWE's training facility in Orlando, Florida. With only essential personnel in attendance, WWE said, quote, the event was originally scheduled in Detroit, Michigan. So that means no fans are allowed for this particular taping. There is no word on what will happen on Monday Night Raw, which happens to be 316 Day, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. He was scheduled to be at the PBG Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania That was already a very hyped show There when The Undertaker Doing his contract signing with AJ Styles And you had two legends in the house In Pittsburgh As of right now We do not know if that show Will take place as scheduled Or if that will also be moved To the WWE Performance Center And there are a couple of high profile dates For Raw and Smackdown We have March 27th From the Allstate Arena In Chicago, Illinois That is the Next to last SmackDown before WrestleMania, we also have the go-home show for Monday Night Raw on March 30th from the State Farm Arena in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. So those two shows and hotbed markets for the biggest show of the year, if it is to take place still, those dates have not been determined with two weeks out to make a decision regarding whether or not those shows will stand as is, if they'll be rescheduled, canceled outright, or moved to the WWE Performance Center if WrestleMania is still on the books by then. And that is a decision that city and state officials will have to make and WWE would most likely abide by their ruling. Also, Everyone has been asking a lot about Wrestlemania, the status for this event and the surrounding events for the Wrestlemania weekend, including the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, NXT TakeOver, Tampa Bay, and of course, Wrestlemania and Monday Night Raw the following night. So all of those shows are in flux right now. As of right now, the show is still scheduled to go forward forward on April 5th, along with the corresponding events, but that can be subject to change due to city officials making the call next week if WWE doesn't step in first, which is a classic case of Vince McMahon waiting until all the other shoes drop until he falls in line as well. But I do wanna read the official statement from WWE regarding WrestleMania 36 as it stands at the present moment. And the quote goes as follows, quote, While we remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th, we are putting contingency plans in place in the event that it is canceled by government officials, city authorities, and or local venues. The health and safety of our fans, performers, and employees are our top priorities, and we are monitoring the situation closely with our partners and government officials in Tampa Bay. So that is where we stand right now. The city of Tampa Bay have noted they will also reconvene in a week to make a final decision regarding whether or not major events such as WrestleMania will take place in their city and how refunds will take place, we have absolutely no idea. And that's why a lot of these promotions are waiting patiently for WWE to make the move or the city or the state of Florida makes the move for them. So we're still in wait and see approach And as soon as we get final word on the status of WrestleMania, I will let you know when they let us know. So let's leave it at that. And finally, AEW, this is major news for this promotion as well. They're not rescheduling one, but two shows over the next couple of weeks, including Blood and Guts, that was scheduled to take place in the Prudential Center in New York, New Jersey on March 25th. That show has been rescheduled to a later date, as well as this upcoming week's show from Rochester, New York. So let's break down their quotes regarding their changes in venue and rescheduling of dates for those two shows. Quote, as a precautionary measure against COVID-19, we are relocating next week's AEW Dynamite show on March 18th from Rochester, New York. New York to Jacksonville, Florida. This show will be televised live on TNT from Daly's Place and be managed under a restricted attendance policy. The Dynamite Show in Rochester will be rescheduled for Wednesday, July 8th at the Blue Cross Arena. Fans who have already purchased tickets to the Rochester Show will be offered a refund via the point of purchase or have their original ticket valid for admission to the event on July 8th. Additional details will be forthcoming. In addition, the Dynamite Show on March 25th at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey will be relocated to a new venue, which will be announced shortly. This show will be televised live on TNT on March 25th and be managed under a restricted audience policy. The Dynamite Show in Newark will be rescheduled for Wednesday, July 22nd at the Prudential Center. Fans who have already purchased tickets to the Newark Show will be offered a refund via the point of purchase or have the original ticket valid for admission to the event on July 22nd. Additional details will be forthcoming. We appreciate your understanding as the safety and well-being of our fans and talent is always our top priority. We will continue to closely monitor this evolving situation related to COVID-19 and be guided by government. Officials, health organizations, and venue management. So that is the close quotes from AEW who have rescheduled two shows with the rest really in flux until we get a handle on this health crisis that is ever evolving so this can change two weeks from now as well in terms of where shows will take place in the imminent future and there is no official word on the status of AW or nothing which is a huge fly-in show with crowds coming from all across the country and the world and we simply don't know the standing of that pay-per-view yet until this COVID-19 pandemic is under control. And quite frankly, we do not know when that is going to be. But I do want to commend both companies for getting on top of this situation to protect their talent and fans from this pandemic and to know that it is difficult to stay away from these shows at the moment but we have to do what we have to do to maintain our safety and our well-being so we will have to watch from the comfort of our own home and try our best to get through this situation to the very best of our ability. So those are the status updates regarding WWE and AEW as of right now. If there is more information that comes out specifically regarding this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, I will provide those updates accordingly on the WST network. Now, if you are at home this weekend and this pandemic has you freaked out and it has all of us kind of worried right now we're trying to live our day-to-day lives with schools and work and our daily lives being kind of sequestered at the moment. You want an escape, you want to get away from the chaos and the noise on social media and TV, wrestling and sports usually as our guide but with so many sports leagues suspended from the NBA to MLB to MLS to tennis to everything in between, We have wrestling as our guide and we have access to it on television via our devices. It's attainable, it's reachable 24-7, which is a blessing in disguise. So if you missed AEW Dynamite or NXT from this past week or you need a quick refresher on both shows, I got you covered with spoiler-free recommendations. If you don't want to watch both shows consecutively, watch every segment, that's fine. I can cherry-pick... Spotlighted segments that you can check out at your leisure between now and the end of this weekend. For AEW, I would strongly suggest checking out Ortiz versus Cody, the opening match from Wednesday's show. A fun, cheeky match full of outside interference and the debut of Jake the Snake Roberts hitman, who turns out to be. You'll see. Not going to give it away that easily. But in all seriousness, when I first saw this individual, and I've seen his work in WWE and New Japan. He definitely has a star presence, which is always a good thing in my estimation. And Cody, uh, his nightmare is about to become a reality and it's just not within his own family. I'll just leave it at that. We saw a young buck nearly getting massacred backstage doing the beatdown, courtesy of the Inner Circle. I'm not gonna say which buck it was, Also, continuing tensions revolving Hangman Page and another Young Buck continue to fester as well in the best damn storyline going on in AEW today. I love the tension between Hangman Page and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all of them trying to get along as they get ready for this blood and guts match on March 25th at a location to be disclosed at a later date also. There is nothing like seeing MJF with remixed music being scared of little Marco stunt. All I have to say is watch the match featuring Jurassic Express versus MJF the butcher and the blade and prepare to laugh your ass off. MJF selling of getting beat down by little Marco stunt is probably the one thing is guaranteed to make you laugh during the craziness we are experiencing right now in the world today. Next recommendation, Christopher Daniels trolling the Dark Order with his own vignette video package, just dissing their paid advertisement, recruiting members to their cult. It was excellent. Very, very funny parody of Christopher Daniels riffing on them. And allegedly, next week, we're going to find out who is the Exalted One from Jacksonville, Florida. And there have been a few funny suggestions as to where this show could have been filmed in the event the Exalted One is who I think it is. But let's just say it would have been obsolete one way or the other. Wink, wink. Next recommendation is the Death Triangle featuring... Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and Pac versus Private Party and Joey Janela. An excellent balls to the walls match. Everyone performed well. There were some spots in between in terms of smoothness, but overall, if you want a six man tag team match full of batshit crazy action, this is the match for you. And finally, the main event featured a mystery partner for Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And hell, I'm gonna give away the mystery partner because it's not a spectacular name. The partner was Dustin Rhodes, and all I have to say is, it was a fun match. There was beer sharing between Jericho and Hangman, and there were two inexplicable chair shots to the head that I absolutely hated. I cannot stand the presumption or the illusion of a chair shot to the head. Concussions are nothing to fuck with and I hate the illusion of seeing that on television. Whether your hands are up or not, I hate seeing it and that needs to be something that AEW needs to tamper down on in the future. We already had an incident last year with Sean Spears doing it to Cody Rhodes. Not a good look. We have to stop that. We just know too much about head injuries to be playing it that loose in terms of chair shots to the head, implied, or otherwise. I feel the same way with WWE. I don't like the concertos, great visual, but that chair can go one way or the other. The sound, it still is very, very grating. So those are things that we have to tamper down in this day and age. Our heads are our gifts, our brains are valuable. Let's not scramble them as we get older. Just a friendly piece of advice. Alrighty, that wraps up my AEW recommendations this week. And of course, you can always check out the entire show if you want the complete fix with all the spoilers for your viewing pleasure. Now, briefly, I want to touch on NXT very quickly from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. A very cool atmosphere, more intimate than being in full cell, but it was a different venue and the crowd was. Genuinely excited all night long and, of course, tonight's episode of SmackDown will emanate from the WWE Performance Center without fans, but they can make it work. The one thing I can give WWE credit for is when shit gets rough, they can always pull a rabbit out of their ass and just perform a miracle under the most makeshift of circumstances. So I expect tonight's episode of SmackDown to be no different. You can make the best use of what you got and you never know, there might be some NXT alumni in the building and perhaps the actual NXT students and crew will be the audience. It's going to be a very interesting atmosphere to say the least that might become the norm for WWE programming in the weeks and hopefully not months to come, but you simply never know. But back to... Quick NXT recommendations. First off, check out Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes for the NXT North American Championship. It was a very good match. Cameron Grimes is always outstanding, and he is getting some of the best legit heel heat in the company right now by doing nothing. Him opening his mouth just gets some automatic heat, and him having his mannerisms of being this deluded cowboy loving guy is even better. And that's a good thing to know, you're starting to get over organically due to your character being a douchebag. But you haven't really done anything bad, but the fans already have this projection of you of just being a douche, which is good in my estimation. It's better than having absolute apathy towards him, which is never a good thing in my estimation. So. Him being out there, being himself. It's a bonus, and Keith Lee is awesome, as always. We had a bit of outside interference post-match, featuring a certain someone that wants a title shot from Lee, and someone made the save, and Lee had a case of mistaken identity, and laid out a certain someone, a very tall Croatian with the spirit bomb, to send a message that no one is taking his North American championship. And I can do spoilers times, two with Tegan Nox and Mia Yim booking their ticket to hopefully Tampa Bay for takeover, as they will be the latest entrance in the latter match against Chelsea Green and three other women in the weeks to come. The qualifying matches feature Tegan Knox versus Deanna Perazzo and Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai, the outcomes, surprised me a little bit, specifically with Dakota Kai getting knocked out of the ladder match. I thought she was a shoe in considering her big victory over Tegan Knox last week in the steel cage, but Mia Yim had a memorable match against Io Shirai when she took some hellacious bumps in a ladder match late last fall. They really upped her stock in NXT as being a badass warrior that was not afraid of anyone or anything. And as for Tegan Nox, good for her for winning. I really enjoy Diana Perazzo as well, but it's not her time yet. And hopefully her time is coming soon. If she had an established personality out, but have no problem with her getting moved up to bar SmackDown, but with the lack of character development, then she would go in cold, which to me would be a DOA call up that would do her no favor. So she needs to have an established character on NXT to get over with the people. If she does that, then of course, let's move her in the near future. But her establishment on the black and gold brand is critical towards her success when it's her time. And hopefully her time is sometime in 2020. Fingers crossed in that regard. Also, speaking of the women's division, we had Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair in their most physical face-to-face confrontation to date. The fans were all over Charlotte saying, you don't go here, go back to Raw. They were really the 12th man in this situation as it really got on Charlotte for being on enemy territory, which makes sense in my estimation, which adds a lot of gravitas to their hopeful match at WrestleMania in a few weeks if it is not moved to a different location or a later date. Velveteen Dream appeared to be playing 4D chess with the Undisputed Era when he basically called Roddy strong idiot for thinking that he cared about his family by wearing tights, that he accused Roddy of thinking about this a little bit too much, being gullible to think that Dream cared about his wife and his son. You fell for the trap and I really wanted Adam Cole the entire time. Now, I don't know if this is pushback from a lot of negative feedback, from fans saying what in the hell is Dream's character about when you're targeting a man's family and how we was supposed to view Roderick Strong as being a heel or face. When a face is going through this kind of adversity, when you attack a man's family, we should care about him. But ultimately, the dream, and apparently, WWE creator for NXT decided to mop that little mistake up and try to make it look like Dream is a master manipulator, which is a good thing to get out of that scuzziness of that particular storyline. And now the focus goes to Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, presumably for the NXT championship at TakeOver Tampa Bay. Fingers crossed that goes down according to plan. And Adam Cole next week will have his celebration as the longest reigning NXT champion in history, surpassing Finn Balor, which is huge. Should be a great self-ego driving celebration featuring him and the Undisputed Era, my favorite pack of nerds in the world. They bring me such joy and that was ever apparent when Cal O'Reilly and Bobby Fish took on Pete Dunne. Matt Riddle. The bros awaits in a rematch for the NXT Tag Team Championships. A excellent match. Four of the best in the world doing what they do. And now I have to give a tip of the cap to Pete Dunne for doing his best, Eddie Guerrero. Just watch and see what he did. It was genius. The referee doing his spot was beautiful. The sale job by Adam Cole and Roger Strong was the cherry on top. Just a great piece of business to keep the match going. And we had the Grizzly Young Veterans come out to try to affect the outcome. Did they? You would have to see for yourself. And finally, we had the main event segment featuring Johnny Gargano and... Tomasa Ciampa giving us a tour of the WWE Performance Center by beating the holy hell out of each other throughout the building, in the gym, in the office area, in the arena itself, on top of the like parapet before they took a tumble. Who took the brunt of that? You will see for yourself. But this was a great visual to end the show, to further a blood feud that's been going on for three years that will hopefully culminate at TakeOver Tampa Bay. And if it's not at Tampa Bay, here's the one piece of solace in all of this, believe it or not. NXT takeovers were the bread and butter of the full sale crowd for a very long time before they inevitably moved to the bigger arenas during pay-per-view weekends and especially WrestleMania. And you can tell the fans were very resentful towards NXT and probably WWE management for making the decision to move them out of full sale for those big splashy takeover specials because they loved having to see the best of the best. It was very intimate, it was theirs. When it became everybody else's, you can feel like we're not gonna be up for these shows as we used to be, we're not getting the big takeovers, but can you imagine in the unfortunate event that the event in Tampa Bay, at the specific arena it would take place, is not allowing huge crowds, and by some stroke of luck in Orlando, in an intimate setting such as Full Sail, they can get away with having a crowd there if it's safe, God willing if it's safe, those fans at Full Sail will be so happy to have a takeover. They would be like molten hot all show long. So that is the blessing in disguise if it were to get moved specifically to Full Sail if that date was open, is because of that element of those fans being so hungry for a takeover for the first time in about five years, and they finally get one in the most unexpected way if push came to shove. So if that were to happen, fireworks would erupt in full sail in the best possible way, but it's too soon to tell. We have some time to go in terms of what's going to happen with the city of Tampa Bay, or this could be a governor's decision in Florida, it could be a federal decision by the government, we shall see, but I enjoyed NXT and AEW last night, two very fun shows for me to watch as a fan. And unfortunately I was distracted due to all the news breaking with the NBA suspending their season with SmackDown being moved to the Performance Center allegedly now officially according to WWE and all the sports delaying and canceling events across the board and the fear of when this pandemic is going to subside and get better and how we can get back to our normal lives whatever normal is at this point. So I thought it was very important for me to offer some levity and some light to this episode, to offer you some spoiler-free suggestions, mostly spoiler-free, as to whether to check out on AEW Dynamite and NXT when you're at home this weekend trying to make it through this crazy ass situation. But the plan right now is to be back to semi-normal tomorrow because I have to cover SmackDown, a show taking place from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. And I want to have some fun with this show despite the craziness going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'll be back on Saturday morning at 6 a.m. sharp covering a very unique episode of the SmackDown wind down. And I can only imagine John Cena returning (laughs) to the WWE Performance Center and the last place he thought he would be heading into WrestleMania season. As I mentioned earlier, when it comes to crazy stuff happening, WWE can make make makeshift shit into caviar. They can make the impossible possible when their backs are against the wall. So I expect a very unique television presentation tomorrow night and possibly in the weeks and months to come if this thing continues and the same rule applies to AEW as well. On that note, this wraps up a very special and unorthodox edition of the WST Network. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on social media at LadyWrestlingX. you can find me tweeting about these podcasts featuring raw smackdown AEW, and nxt reviews that drop on the daily on your favorite podcast directories if you've missed an episode dating back to january 28th and shit's getting real y'all and you need an escape you need a breather from this craziness i've got you covered Download past episodes and this past week shows on your favorite directories including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back Saturday at 6 a.m. sharp, recapping episode number seven of the Smackdown Wind Down from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Until then... Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy it to the very best of your ability. Stay safe out there. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.